Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. They talking all of they talking. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery. With me this week are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punta Cana, then now forever, C. Kane Joe Rodermel. Living my best life. Always. Uh, you always seem to be, anyway. And Mr. Wednesday Night Live returning to his regularly scheduled day and time <laughs> this week. Uh, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Aaron Lloyd. Uh, apologies in advance because, okay, told a little bit of the story last week of the craziness that has ensued in my life recently. Only got more crazy since we recorded that podcast on 4th of July. Once again, I have seen nothing uh, so this may be a haphazard episode, but anyway, I guess I'll ask you guys this first. Well, actually, first, subscribe on iTunes and leave a five-star rating five and star. review if you haven't already. You guys both were in agreement that the weekly shows seemed like they put in a little more effort than we've cu- grown accustomed to. Yes. Do you think that that trend continued this week? I'd say so. I mean, I say, I mean, it didn't like it exponentially better, but it kept on the right right track. And again, they're building towards the pay-per-view, which is something they've lacked considering they've been turning pay-per-views over left and right um, recently. Are you feeling more excited about this pay-per-view than typically? I am, and I don't know if that's because it's, it's my home base or, or, or what, but I mean, the card's looking pretty good. So no, that's right. I'm a little excited about, about that, that it's here. I do got a little... Uh, little tickle. I haven't had that tickle in a while. <laughs> so you, you're you going, right? Uh, or you haven't well, decided? I that? started scouting out tickets after we talked about it, and like the, most of them were in like the upper twos or threes for like... It was cheap, uh, but from that vantage point, I'd rather just watch it at home, so I kind of backed out of that. Okay. And Alo, how about you? Yeah, same as Joey. Um, the, the deal that I spoke about last week was only for a few days. And, um, so they took it yeah, off the table. Yeah, it expired like the seventh or something like that. So now we were, me and Eric were in a situation like Joey. It's like, ah, eh, for like tickets aren't that expensive, you know, like 50, 60 bucks. But it's like, eh, like I, I can stay home. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it would it wouldn't be much of a big deal if I missed if I missed anything. So but basically, yeah, I, your view of going or not was like, is it cheap? <laughs> And if it's yeah. cheap, I'll go. And if it's not, yeah. Yeah. who needs it? Well, not only that, I thought maybe I'd get better seats for cheaper. Um, and just sitting up there, I'm going to be watching the Titantron mainly anyway, so it's the same thing. Right. Might as well enjoy yeah. the comforts of home. Yeah, because I don't mind the second level. I just want to be like within like the first five rows. That's my thing with sitting in the second level. So basically, they priced both of you out of going to the show. Yep. Well, it's up in the air for, for me, but... um. I'm See, not th- th- you haven't completely shut the door yet. No, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> Door's never shut for me. I'm, I'm a wild card. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious, are they going to be giving out uh, tickets in, like, the King of Prussia Mall? And <laughs> If they do, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly go there. What if they go to the Christiana Mall? Will you show up? I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> uh, 
Christiana Mall, which has been frequented by Enzo, right? Yes. <laughs> Angel that? met him in there. Angel met him there. Who's that? He's some guy. Some guy? Yeah. Forget about it. I'm, I'm on the fence of whether I am cool with Enzo at this point or not. <laughs> like, obviously you guys recall on our tag team episode that I, I do hold them in high regard for what they did when I liked them. But now I'm like, eh, I don't know. I do have a little bit more of an affinity for, for Big Cass after seeing like a, uh, a video that was posted to him a few weeks ago. Eric actually sent it to me. Yeah, talking um, about, the DDP yoga one. Yes, talking about like how the, the seizure he had and the, the lifestyle he was leading, how unhealthy he was and how depressed he was. And it, it kind of... It, it like humanized him a little bit. Yeah, more it's kind of hard me. to hold any grudges or per, anything personal against someone who struggled like that. Yeah, like I looked at it like these two guys are the biggest assholes. Like they could have had could have had it all in WWE, and they thought they were better than they were, and they squandered it, and then felt that way about Big Cass right up until that House of Hardcore show, and we saw him that night. And I think I don't remember who it was, or maybe maybe even been like. Everyone who was there at some point said it like he does not look good. Yeah. Like he looks unhealthy, his face looks bad, he looks heavy, and then within two hours he's passed out on the floor and I felt bad. Like I was like, Yeah, we all kinda said he looks unhealthy, like maybe he's really going through I'm not something. gonna say I called it, but <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, when, yeah, when he popped up on the independent scene where everybody saw that picture and they were like, Yeah, bigger cast because he yeah. looked huge. <laughs> He yeah. got real. He got real juicy, but uh, he did. Juicy is a good way to put it. <laughs> but yeah, like, but even like early in the day, you guys were like, yeah, he didn't look good at all. And then, like you said, like few, few, few right at the intermission, his match was supposed to happen. He's passed out on the floor. We, we were kind of like right there, so we actually got a firsthand glimpse of what happened to him for the most part. Yeah. So, like, I guess where I stand on the two of them. Probably is, is where it stood right after that when they showed up at that Ring of Honor show. Like I, I love the idea of them being part of like the, the quote unquote like the work rate promotion and annoying those fans that annoy me so much. Like I can appreciate them for that. Uh, and obviously I don't wish uh, any ill will on either of the two of them. No. So hopefully Big Cass is doing better. And hopefully one day Enzo realizes, like, what he really is and doesn't always think he is what he thinks he is because he's not what he thinks he is. To me, Enzo is someone who's like, he thinks he's Ric Flair, but he's really Arn Anderson, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, that's... Has a higher, that, higher opinion of, of his self-worth? Yes. Like, you, yeah, you're, I got you. you're good in a role. You are not the main attraction, and he thinks he's the main attraction. Um... Okay, so Joe, you said you think that they did a better job this week, especially leading into the pay per view. Alo, do you, do you agree with that? Um, yeah, yeah. Or do you I think agree. it just uh, kind of felt the same as the previous week? Uh, Not like that it got better, but I kind of felt the same. Um, there was some, there was certain a few things like like I said, you could spot Paul Heyman's silliness from a mile away. You could see his handprints all, on certain things like. 
I think the Maria and Mike Canelo stuff is completely ridiculous, but it's so funny. Of course, it's <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so over the top. You can see it's Paul Heyman. Uh, the whole Cedric Alexander thing, I kind of think that might have been a, a Paul Heyman thing. But like I said, I don't really expect any big changes to, until post-SummerSlam because they have their their plans to get to SummerSlam. So I didn't really expect much change. But I, do, I, I still did see some of the handprints of Paul Heyman. And I thought SmackDown, I thought Kevin Owens – I'm sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure you've seen it, but I thought he stood out huge, even though it was only for a couple, few minutes. So I'm aware of it. Uh, I saw it, or I saw like a bunch of stuff on Twitter like late last night, and this afternoon I tried to make it a point to watch it. And I just never got a chance. But basically, the gist of it to me, and tell me if I'm wrong, was that he basically called out Shane for. Yeah. Like overshadowing all the actual yep. talent. He said, "He said, you know, you're spending time on TV, and I'm sick of it. All these other guys don't get TV time." He he named a bunch of names, like people you would kind of like. Yeah, it's kind of true. It was um, it was a good shoot. It was one of those shoots that we say when it's more based off reality, it it means a little more. Right, and yeah. okay. you would appreciate. Yeah, you would appreciate it way more because of the like. The way he said it, like he came out the crowd, whatever, he was yelling. Shane cut his mic, so he was. It was funny. He snatched um, Byron's headset off his head and started talking. <laughs> since Shane had his mic shut off, and he was saying, "Yeah, like you guys came out here months, about six months ago, and said that we're gonna stop, we're gonna give the fans what they want, stop insulting your intelligence." And ever since then, Shane McMahon's had the most TV time out of anybody on TV, yeah, rivaled only by Baron Corbin. Yes. <laughs> Who, by the way, I don't want to get sidetracked. I don't know when he started wearing the gold chain, but my <laughs> God, I love it. I didn't see anything he did. I didn't hear anything he said, but I saw pictures of him with Lacey Evans on social media and with the, the button-down shirt open and the gold chains. It is I, I never noticed until tremendous. You <laughs> uh, I think it is fantastic. I think it's new because I never noticed it before, and I immediately noticed it. Uh, when I saw it last night, and I think it's incredible. I love it. Like to me, I really, I really hope he's leaning into. People don't like me. I'm on TV way more than I probably should be. And he, I think he's calling himself like Mr. Main Event now or something <laughs> along those lines. Like I love it. I can't get enough of it. Uh, but yeah. So is this a case where? And we've talked a lot about this over the the three and a half years we've been doing this podcast, where like. You might not like a story when it starts or for a few weeks. And eventually when you see where it goes, you're like, oh, this is what you were doing. Uh, I mentioned a couple weeks ago that Laugh texted me right after Mania saying he wants to see Shane be the one to dethrone Kofi. Like, really play into the whole best in the world thing. Like, Shane is going to get heat because people don't think he should be in that position. And I think a lot of people, especially fans on social media, have been complaining about how much Shane has been featured. But clearly, like, you see that it's leading to something. So is this a case of, like, this has been a better job of storytelling than we probably gave it credit for for, like, a month and a half? Well, I think we still need to figure out where we're going to, to actually give that answer. Because, end game. Hmm. Yeah, because, because like... Like we talked about last week, and what even Laugh said about about Shane possibly winning the title, we kind of gotta still get there to the end to see, like, okay, all this paid off almost one year later, and all this TV time mattered. So, 
we'll have, we'll have to see where that goes. And idealistically, you would say uh, that that's the that's where they wanted to play out. But we've seen many times before that um, we can't outthink WWE writing. Um, could they turn a corner? Yeah, but in, in years past, they've kind of let you down. So you got to kind of let it play out. Well, yeah, they definitely have built up a lot of uh, like negative feelings among the viewership. Uh, so we don't have they haven't given us much reason to give them much the faith of the doubt yeah uh, so Alo, I know Joey said he's looking forward to the card of Extreme Rules what is what on Extreme Rules are you looking forward to because we're um, what a week from Sunday right or no, it is this Sunday yes yeah, oh, this Sunday. Sunday oh so we yeah. should be pre- so I apologize even more because we should be previewing this show yes <laughs> For that. You'll be you'll be drinking some vino and in my mind, I, I was thinking that the uh, extreme rules was the following week. Uh, so, what is the main event? Is Baron Corbin in the main event of this show? Um, Technically, I'm not, I, I'm not sure. It, it's possible. It's, it's possible though. It's possible. <laughs> it's it's I mean it's one of the main. Oh yeah, he's in the, the Lacey Evans, uh, Seth Rollins, which is kind of yeah, unique in the fact that. It's two ta- two titles on the line, but you only need one. That should be the main event. Yeah, it should be. Because uh, there hasn't been a match like that before that, that I can ever recall. It's been some time. The last time it happened... You think they might have the Undertaker-Reigns matches as the, as the, the, the main card, too. So Possibly. Possibly. Because the, the last time the winner takes all with a male and a female title, that was at SummerSlam 08. And that was... No, uh, it's been a while. Yeah, it was Grammarella against Kofi and Mickey. Uh... I would think that that should be the main event, especially as much as they're pushing the power couple of Seth and Becky. Like, why not put it in the main event since that seems to be the thing that you've invested the most in? Uh, that was another thing I saw was like the interview that Seth and Becky did, where Seth said something along the lines of like, "Yeah, there's like a lot of pressure here because like if you get pinned, then I lose my title, and if I get pinned." You know, I lose your title. She goes, well, I would definitely suggest that you not lose my title. (laughs) (laughs) Which I loved. Um, Is there any chance that Corbin and Lacey Evans walk out of there with these two titles? I don't think so. I would say the smallest chance just because it would create interesting storyline between what is your Seth Rollins and the man's man. How annoyed would everyone be? If that's what happened to close Sunday night, show. very annoyed, very annoyed. But see, the thing is, I love when that happens. Me too. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset because, like, I, I've been saying this for a while. Now, like, Baron Corbin is the only real heel they have because everybody hates him. So, are you looking forward to this match? Not really, <laughs> but, but, but like, I like, like, but like, it does add some stakes because of with all the title with both championships on the line, like. Anything can kind of happen, even though I think that Seth and Becky will win. Um, Joseph, what's your prediction? I I, sh- I think for sure Seth and um, Becky will win, but I mean there is that outside chance that they kind of swerve you and put them on on um, Corbin and Evans just to kind of create that storyline moving forward. My prediction is that Mr. Main Event and the sassy Southern Bell are your two main champions on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Come Monday night, if only for the reason that it will just make me laugh and it will annoy so many people. Um, so we weren't unanimous on it, although I don't, I don't necessarily really think that's going to happen. But that's sell it. Yeah, go uh, go with your gut. 
All right, so The Undertaker and Roman Reigns against Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Obviously, you guys know my feelings on The Undertaker being involved at this point. Um, I don't see what the, the reasoning for it is. It's collecting souls. <laughs> is this something either of you are really looking forward to? I'm looking forward to it from the standpoint of it being a no-holds-barred match with Shane and Undertaker. What's going to kind of unfold? You know there's going to be some kind of spot. That's Have they played into their history, like with their WrestleMania match or anything no. like that? I mean, you no, kind of mentioned it, but no. Yeah, no, because I was going to bring that up. I think that was like a big flaw. that They could actually capitalize on it because like that was made a big deal post-WrestleMania 33. And like you can just even get an interaction between the two. Roman, can I trust you? Or, or I don't say can I trust him? Just give answers why you want to come back and help me instead of just I'm coming for your souls. I thought they could actually capitalize on the whole Roman Undertaker thing. Right. Like I, I don't I don't understand. So I mean, both of these guys have had WrestleMania matches with the Undertaker. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Shane had the Hell in a Cell, obviously, with the Undertaker at WrestleMania, and Roman, Roman was the one who retired him, quote unquote. Yeah. Allegedly. Um, I don't know. I mean, my guess is they're not going to... Although, I don't know. If, if they've been pushing Shane to the extent that they have, like, why have him lose now? Yeah. <laughs> I just think... There's no one's bought for a reason. They, they know what they have on there. They're going to do something to make it interesting. And I'm kind of intrigued to see where they go with it. So, who's your, who's your prediction for the winner? My prediction for the winner is going to be um, through nefarious means, Shane and Drew. Alo, Shane, and, Drew, and Galloway. Yeah, I'm gonna go with it too, just because, like I said a minute ago, if you've if you've pushed him this far, as like the guy in WWE, like why stop now in this match? There's no reason. And like you said, if if the ultimate goal is to eventually have Shane take the title and play that storyline out, this is where you have to go: is keep having him win. Right. Like if you're if that's what you're doing, keep building him. Uh, do either of you think there's any chance Bray Wyatt ends up involved? I say no. no. I hope not. Like, we haven't seen Bray or The Fiend in, what, three weeks now? Um, We've seen about puppets so. the last two weeks. Yep. Um, maybe even more than that. Maybe we haven't seen him. I'd say two. It might be four weeks like, the last three weeks, they haven't had any Firefly Funhouse, and the last three weeks, we've seen the puppets on the shows, maybe. I might be off by a week, though. But, like, for all the build we had of Bray and The Fiend and the Firefly Funhouse, I don't want to see it, like, unveiled As in a Shane's story with toy. The Undertaker. Like, I don't... Because I've seen on social media some people saying things like, oh, you know, it would be great to see, the like, The Undertaker pass the torch, and it's like, what torch... Is there to pass at this point? It's more yeah, of a, yeah at, the, at this point, that would have been valid four years, four or five years. It's more of a lighter. Like more if, of a lighter. If Bray beat him when he was saying he was the new face of fear in like 2015 or 16 or whatever, sure. But there's no torch left to pass. It's more of a lighter turned up all the, right. all the plus side. You know, <laughs> Is it a Zippo at least? least? It's a Zippo, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't... Uh, I, I hope that that's, that's not the case. Uh... Are you guys looking most forward to, I assume, Kofi and Samoa Joe? Yes. Definitely. To me, that should be the match of the night. I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be. How have the how has the build been to this 
like Code, since we last talked. Joe cut a really good promo this past week after Kofi flipped him off, kind of kind of going at him, saying, you know, I, I thought this is how you would react. Try to give you something. Now I'm going to take everything, essentially. Yeah, it's a shame that this is getting the back burner. <laughs> it might be maybe the third or fourth most important match on the card, but I just wish these guys got more time. I really do, because I think if they got more time, that Joe would make this even better than what it actually is. Have, has there been any, like, physicality, or was there any physicality this week or no? No. not Unless I missed something, no. Did I miss anything, Joey? No. Nah. Yeah, because it was a report, promo, essentially. Yeah, because there was a report going around for the house shows that Kofi had, like, an injury, so he didn't wrestle during the house shows loop this week. Hmm. Oh, I did. I actually did see that, but they said he'd, he'd be ready for for extreme rules, which hopefully that's hopefully that's true, and hopefully that's the case. Um, just looking over looking over these matches. One, why are there ten matches on this card? Like, for what reason do you need ten matches <laughs> on extreme rules? Patch is so miserable. Filling the card out. <laughs> ten. ten. I mean, there, there's some interesting matches though. Well, I mean, I see some that look good. Like, okay, so I'll pick I'll pick this one out because maybe this one would be in the running for match of the night. Now we've seen it twice already, I believe. But AJ Styles and Ricochet. I mean, that's another one that could be the match of the night. They had a great match on Raw two weeks ago, and then one that you guys said was pretty good last week. It was just, yeah, it was a shorter version of that. And I, again, I, I think they still have a lot to put out there. Even with that that first original match being as good as it was, I think there's still definitely more between these two wrestlers that could put them on a show. Yeah, and Alo, what do you think? Like, are you less interested in this match because you've seen it twice in the last three weeks, or you're still interested to see it? No, I'm so interested in it. My my only problem is that um, even though the club got back together, they, they reverted back to their old ways because they look like crap because Ricochet beat both <laughs> Andy yeah. and Gals back to back. And, and one I'm night. like, my God. I'm like, I'm like, if you beat one, fine. At least interfere in the second one, you know, to make it not look as bad. But I'm like, come on. They attacked him after the match, but it's still like, come on. He beat both these guys back to back. So we got one week to have some excitement about the, the band getting back together. <laughs> Yeah, but the band was back to its old ways. Like, <laughs> it, it, it was like it was like like I'll make a Power Rangers reference. It was like Ricochet beat beat beat, beat up the putties. Like he <laughs> he did short work. I'm like, oh my god! Like they really did this to these guys. The old saying is, you can't polish a turd. I'm just like, my god. But yeah, I'm a, I am interested in this match a lot because I think the match will be fantastic. We finally got to heal AJ Styles again, and that's where he's best. So I'm look, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, who wins? I'm thinking um, Ricochet. Yeah, I personally think it's going to end disqualification. Kind of play but, it out more. Yeah, but if I had to pick a, a flat-out winner, I would say AJ. I'm going to go with Ricochet only because – I'll echo what I said uh, when Eck and I did the show a couple weeks ago that we all believe that AEW has had an influence over some things that they're doing, and I think they look at Ricochet as like their – like answer, yeah, their their solution, and I think that they're going to do everything they can to to like push him and preserve him and make him like try to make him an attraction for their for their shows. 
So I'm going to go with Ricochet for that reason, and that reason alone. Uh, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, a handicap match. So this is another thing. I the only thing I watched was a couple weeks ago. Alo told me to told me about the the moment of bliss segment that they did, and that was might have been close to a month ago now. Uh, Bailey is champion. Is it is this reign anything, or is it about to just be over? I would say it's anything special. Yeah, I think it's about to end. Because I kind of think the bigger deal is Alexa and Nikki Cross, because apparently they're pretty hot. Nikki Cross. I'm not sure if you did you, did you see anything this week? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Nikki won a beat the clock challenge against Bailey, so she made the stipulation a two on one handicap match. And on SmackDown, I thought that they they, they had a contract signing, but Nikki Cross was out there by herself. There was no Alexa Bliss. I thought Nikki Cross handled herself really well on the microphone. Again, even though it's against Bailey, but I thought she handled herself perfectly right by by herself. And like that story's been a thing because everybody has been saying Alexa's just using you or whatever. And the the story is now it's a handicap match. Alexa was telling Nikki that if we win, we're going to be co women's champions. But you know she's not going to do. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And Alexa, like we always say, like a lot of these wrestlers aren't actors, but Alexa is one of the ones that actually act and pull this off. And Nikki Cross would kind of be like the perfect foil for her because she could actually go full NXT Nikki Cross and be completely insane and freak out Alexa Bliss. So I'm actually looking for, real forward to this match. See how that plays out, which would be interesting if they did did that angle. Yeah, and we all know that Alexa can sell being terrified. Yes. So. That's something to look forward to. Yeah, my I hoped so. I was not excited uh, when the the whole night Bailey won the title. As you guys know, I I was a firm believer in for at least one pay per view Becky Lynch should have defended both titles, and I didn't need to see them give a token additional title reign to Charlotte, which they did, uh, and then. Bailey cashed in and to me we even said this on the show the next night like that's going to be like it's all downhill downhill from there like her cashing in on Charlotte is going to be the high point of this title reign we all hoped for better for Bailey this time around but it turned out the same way as it has previously and fans aren't really behind her either so I mean that's kind of and that's supposed to be her whole thing is that she's the like the fan favorite and there just does not seem to be like unless you're like one of the Bailey stands, it doesn't seem like anybody really cares about her at this point. Um, and as you guys said, if it, if it looks like what they're really doing story wise is Nikki Cross and Alexa having this friendship, and who knows how long it's going to last, then that seems to be the route they're going to go. So I will assume that one of Alexa or Nikki Cross wins this match. I'd say Alexa. Uh, I mean, that's who I would say, too. Alo. Yeah, I'm leaning towards Alexa and her, like, kind of shunning Nikki Cross. But the interesting thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you saw this, too, That, but apparently Sasha Banks is advertised for Raw Monday night. Oh, she and, I didn't. I saw, I saw that she had, like, posted pictures, like – in training in some like women's dojo or something like yeah, that. She's I didn't tra- know yeah, she was advertised. Yeah, she's training in Japan. Uh, she dyed her hair or, or she has her hat on. Hmm. But um, yeah, so apparently she's been advertised for Raw. So maybe 
two-on-one rule, you, you're going to surprise Sasha Banks on Sunday. But I think, like, the bigger story is Alexa and, and Nikki Cross. But at the same time, SummerSlam is approaching. That's crazy how fast that has come up. Yeah. Like, well, it doesn't crazy seem... crazy how fast the summers went. I mean, it's almost the middle of July already. Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. Like, it feels like... It, to me, it still feels like WrestleMania just happened. Yeah. And... We're already almost at SummerSlam. Um, I got a quick question. Mm-hmm. Before we move on a little bit, how do you feel about some of these guys kind of like taking breaks off of TV and you haven't really seen them in a while? Like there was a report going around saying that Sasha Banks is just taking time off to just relax and stay on TV for a while. We haven't seen Charlotte on TV in weeks. We didn't see Shinsuke Nakamura for a long time until recently this week on SmackDown when he defeated Finn Balor. It's a good match, by the way. Yeah, that was a really good match. How, like, I thought it was pretty refreshing not seeing these guys for a few weeks and, like, you can kind of forget about all the garbage they did prior. Like, how do you, what, what's your guys' stance on that? I kind of agree. I mean, sometimes some of these wrestlers, again, they put, they're put through it. They're, they're run rampant and may, could lead to stale products. Sometimes you just need that refresher, and it kind of leads to a reboot for you. And it, it's, good for, it's good for you. It's good for the viewers. It's good for refreshing storylines. So I'm a fan of it. Yeah, for me personally, so this is actually something I've talked about for a few yeah. years. Yeah, you um, mentioned yeah. Yeah, you wanted you wanted like all seasons or breaks or whatever. Yeah, but like, like I know they won't do like a season of Raw that goes from like September to to June or whatever. I know that would never happen. But like my feeling was, give everybody like nine months on and like three months off or ten months on and two months off, because like. So, now I know any one of us, if any one of us loves a show, whether it's like a show like Game of Thrones or The Walking Dead or or Insecure or or whatever, like, we all love or are excited when the show comes back, and then when we get to the season finale, we're like, sad to see it go for a little while. But, a couple months goes by, and then it comes back, and we're super excited for it again. If those shows were on every week for years, like, two or three years in, we would not love these shows as much. So, WWE, and this is one of the rare times I will, like, give them some slack. How can you keep anyone interested in something all the time? Like, it's almost built to make us eventually disinterested. So, if you give us, like... The other reason why it's good is because there are so many people that don't get used. So, if you take some people off TV for a little bit, it opens some room for somebody else. And who knows what could happen. Yeah, uh, where like who knows? Gold. Yeah, like who knows who could hit? Like Becky Lynch became the biggest thing in pro wrestling out of nowhere. Not like that nobody liked her, or not that nobody thought she was good, but nobody ever thought she could be what she became, and it just kind of happened. So I think it's good. I think it's good to give these people like some physical rest, like mental heard, rest. Yeah, like Sami Zayn. I know it's part of his character on TV, but he talked on the Jericho podcast about how. He was, like, happy to be away. Uh, Kevin Owens, I think, has talked about it. Like, just mentally, you get so drained. So I think it's good physically and mentally to let them recharge. And I think it's good for us as viewers to, like, some people you might get an opportunity to miss them. And some people, like, you might be glad to see them go. And then when they come back, you may not be as 
disinterested in them as you were before. So I, I think it's good. And from a health standpoint as well. I mean, I don't care how good the car is. You run it rampant, it's going to break down. Mm-hmm. There's going to be issues. Yeah. Same thing with wrestlers. Yeah, I, I think it's good. And I think that it's something that they should probably almost make like a policy. Now, there might be some cases, like if you ran into a situation where you had somebody, you know, like Becky Lynch, you might just say, we're riding this out until... Yeah, because you kind of have to. You can't take them, you can't pull the carpet out from under the feet. You got to let that kind of play out first. Yeah, we, we talked about this with Dolph Ziggler, too. Like, we, we said it numerous times, like, that's a guy who could use some time off. And they did eventually give him some time off. Uh, so I, yeah. I think it's good for, for a variety of reasons. I think it's a good idea for them to do it more regularly. Yeah, even AJ, um, even though there were people were saying he was hurt, but it doesn't matter. It still wasn't on TV for a while, hurt or not. He was just got a chance to recover and get himself together and just come back on TV for, with something fresh. Right. Yeah, because like Nakamura is is another case where like almost everyone was just like whatever. Who cares about this guy? And some time off, you know, can do good. Like, the, the there's a famous saying for a reason, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Aww. So <laughs> so if you have I'm reminded someone, that every week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that every week we part ways and you're excited to see me and again. And come back. And it's just like a whole new... <laughs> Whole new yeah. slender run. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, so I haven't lost any weight this week. I think I might have actually gained a pound or two, uh, but I think I'm about at my about at the bottom of where my weight is going to be. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's good. I'm glad they're doing it, and maybe Brian Gerard James has been listening to me about this. <laughs> he does. I think time. he really does peek in <laughs> in the podcast from time to time. He really values our opinions. He does. Well, thank you, Brian Gerard James, <laughs> and our ideas. <laughs> um, so, we all gave our... Oh, what do, you, what do you guys think about Cesaro being the uh, the challenger for Aleister Black? Because well, this has been built up for like a month or more, right? Yeah. Well, Mr. Street Profit over here was calling it last week. <laughs> he was saying that he thinks like uh, this is probably going to be Cesaro is going to be the challenger. And surprise, surprise, that's what we got. Again, that's going to lead for a very good match. Um, kind of put Al- Al- Aleister Black uh, into the ring with, with a seasoned wrestler like Cesaro. It's going to be an excellent Excellent to watch. And I guess we have to say this is, what, the third contender for match of the night? Yeah, because because Alistair Black, he also kind of benefits from the whole not being on TV because he hasn't had wrestled a match since the um, the shakeup after WrestleMania. So he nobody's seen him in the ring, so you kind of forget what he did months prior, and now he's kind of uh, with a reset, and Cesaro's the kind of perfect opponent for him. I just hope that they actually let these two go. I can't imagine that they wouldn't. Like, for them, because it's very rare that they show, like, legitimate patience. Um, and they clearly have shown a lot of patience with this Aleister Black thing. Like, they have let this breathe for a pretty long time. So you have to think that they're going to pay that off by wanting this to be something good. And I almost feel like, and I don't know if you guys have any other thoughts on this, but I feel like the reason why they're putting him in there with Cesaro is because they know what they can put together, the two of them. Uh, like, do you agree with that, that that's probably why they're putting him in there with Cesaro, because they know that's a guy that he could shine with? Yeah, especially for a first match, for a, first, for a re-debut in a first match, yeah. And I'm glad it's also not Bray Wyatt. 
because it would have yeah. been really stupid. And yeah, honestly, was, I think that's just idiots guys. on social media because they, well, we don't know who it is and we don't know what Bray's doing, so that's probably the same thing. Like, I think it was pretty obvious that it was never going to be that. Yeah, because neither guy can neither guy can come right out and lose. Yeah, and I understand the whole fact of like it being Cesaro and it falling flat because when you want surprise, you want to actually you know be surprised somebody you haven't seen in a while, or whatever. But you, you've seen Cesaro on TV, but I think that's a perfect first opponent for anybody. Yeah, not only that. I, I mean, again, Cesaro hasn't even had really a singles career for the past I don't know three years. years. Yeah, three yeah. years. So again, it's kind of getting back to what he was known for before he teamed with the big jar of mayo. Has he ever had a really good singles run though? Um like, spurts he's never had like, like a solid gotten push. a title or anything like that, but has he ever like mattered on his own? Because since I've been watching again, the closest it got was when he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. It and was then he was in stars. Yeah, yeah and then spurts. he was in the uh the Tyson Kidd tag team after that. Nothing, and nothing I think even right before that, he was in the uh, – they, they had the Intercontinental Championship tournament that, that uh, Bad News Barrett won. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, Cesaro – yeah, he won the Battle Royal. Then he became a Paul Heyman guy. Then he had that stupid feud with Jack Swagger, as if anybody yeah. really needed to see that. <laughs> and then he just never – did anything on yeah, his they, own. They never give him anything really sustainable, and he's kind of an under underutilized wrestler. I mean, he's got in-ring skills, got a personality. I mean, they did that 007 thing, which was cool for a while, and they kind of went a different direction. So he's never really had anything really yeah, in a every time, career. Yeah, every time they should have pulled the trigger on him, they, they did it. Because, uh, like Joey said, the, the Jason Statham thing, that was great <laughs> with the suit. I thought I thought they could the have away tux. Yeah, yes. Um, even um, right after Tyson Kidd got hurt, he was on that little <laughs> run for a few months, but he was challenging John Cena for the, in the U.S. Open Challenge, some of the best matches in 2015. But they never actually like went all in with Cesaro, so he never actually really had like a credible singles run. Yeah, I mean it's it's a shame, and hopefully hopefully that can be different. Uh, because he's a guy that deserves it. Well, rumor is under Hammond it would be. He's a Cesaro fan. Yeah. Well, as well he should be. I mean, I think we're all going to be unanimous on this one that Aleister Black is going to win after all this. In a great match, yes. Alo? Yes, Aleister Black. Okay, so I think we have left that we have not discussed. We have Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. We could probably skip that one. We have The Revival versus The Usos. This should be another great match. We have Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus The New Day versus Heavy Machinery. And Drew Gulak versus Tony Nese. I think those are the only ones we haven't discussed yet. Yep. Um, two, so the, the Cruiserweight match, I don't, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it, but... Two guys that we have ties to to some degree, like Tony Nese being one of our House of Hardcore favorites and Drew Gulak being from, like, our backyard. This is, it's his backyard, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the hell they're doing with the cruiserweights, but I assume that they're going to keep this on Gulak because... He just got it, so I would assume, yeah, he retained. And he, they seem to have done more character-wise with him than almost anyone else. So, yeah, although... Uh-huh. I do really miss generic white guy Drew Gulak. Yeah, I mean it was fun. <laughs> it was fun, and I did like it. 
but I feel like they've invested more character-wise in him, and they I feel did. like that's probably who they're going to keep that title on. Uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships are Brian and Rowan. Would you, Ayo, I know you have, like, championed them as tag team champions. Do you still feel like they are good tag team champions and they should keep it for a while? Uh, yeah, but the thing is, I just don't think anybody really cares because, like I said, like last last month at Stomping Grounds, Brian cut an excellent promo about tag team wrestling, but unfortunately it was on the pre-show, so nobody actually saw it. And even on SmackDown this past week, he said, he told New Day, New Day, you put on some of the best matches in WWE history since you guys have been together, but you know where you guys are? Stuck in the mid-card. You know, and they, they, looked, at, they looked, at as a, looked at it as a joke, and same thing with Heavy Machinery. So... I love the I love Brian and Rowan as tag team champions, and I I also think this match can contest for match tonight because of what Daniel Bryan has been emphasizing about the tag team tag teams. Because I even love the match last month against Heavy Machinery. So then we have at the, at my count, we're up to four matches that could be matches. Show stoppers. Uh, so I I read something very briefly. It was like a a synopsis by Dave Meltzer talking about. Uh, stomping grounds how there was like no buzz about it no popularity nobody cared but it ended up being a good show and to Joey's point that we started off the show with this does sound as someone who has been less interested the past couple weeks than ever before in my life um, that's even including when I wasn't watching <laughs> for those seven years I'm less interested now than I was then but um it sounds to me like it very much is shaping up to be a good show. If there's that many matches that, that you're looking at, is like, this could be match of the night. And not just because one match has to be the best match, but because they all could be great matches. Yeah, the potential solid wrestlers with interested storylines story you're kind of interested in buying into. And just the feel behind it is a little more urgent. Yeah, so who do you think is the SmackDown Tag Team Champions? I'm thinking uh, I think Daniel Bryan retains. Um, it could go either way. I don't think the New Day would win it. They could put it on Heavy Machinery because they've been kind of impressive to watch. But ultimately, I think New Day. I mean, um, Daniel Bryan holds, retains. I'm going to say the same thing just because I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything that has led me to believe that they need to not be champions anymore. Halo, what about you? Yeah, I'm going with Brian and Rowan, too. Um, so, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. We've had a tug of war. We've had arm wrestling. Now we have a last man standing match. Well, first, Braun tried to kill Bobby Lashley. That was tr- on the stage, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, and then Bob tried to kill Rey Mysterio in Raw. <laughs> I saw that, too. Does anyone care about this? And I don't even mean just the two of you. I mean, like, anyone. No. I just I, I just think that there has to be something, like, a, a real high spot, again, to get to get everybody's attention. Because, like, those guys, too, they need they need something big for, those, for themselves, too. Because before what happened last week on Raw, there's been no, there's been no, no steam behind us. These guys were in, what, arm wrestling matches and stuff. Everybody wants to see that. I think both these guys kind of need something, something high to go off of. Do you think there's any chance we start getting like the uh, the Braun Strowman like must see TV monster of the week 
again? Or has that ship just sailed? I think we can get it again. You can definitely get it again, but it seems like they're kind of over Braum. Um, yeah. He was getting pushed up there, and then they just kind of pushed him back for whatever reason. Yeah, and the, and the, awe, and the awe of it is the, – the, the allure of it is all gone now. Because before when it happens, like, oh, my God, like, this guy is awesome. Put, this, put the title on him now. But every time they, they should have, they didn't do anything with it. And then at a certain point, he's, been, he's essentially started doing the same things. Like, him pushing – Pushing the um, the equipment truck isn't going to wow us like it did before, or him attacking somebody through an ambulance is not going to woo us anymore. So a lot of stuff they did with him, they can't do again because it's not that impressive anymore. Because we see them do it numerous done, times. Can't pick up the steam, the mm-hmm. momentum. So Alo, something that happened towards the beginning of Matt Madness, I want to say within the first maybe two or three months, you told me that I ruined Dolph Ziggler for you. Oh, that, that, oh, yeah, yeah. The ship's gone. Um, and the reason being, I think I just was always hammering home. Like, whatever they do with him, we know it's not going to pay off. We know it's not going to be anything. So how can we get invested? Is Braun in that spot right now where it's like he has fallen into that trap? I'd say um, so. Uh, it's a little bit different because Braun isn't like – Noted as the worker as Dolph Ziggler is, so like so when Dolph Ziggler goes in there, it's like it's like okay, he's here, just here to put somebody over. Braun will win every other match except for the big match. So it's, it's a little bit different, but I do see your point. I mean, you could easier to switch Braun Strowman back to the the correct path. I mean, will he ever be as big as he was? Probably not. But you could get Braun Strowman back where Dolph Ziggler's just continually had the same stone wall put in front of him. So you're right. like, huh. who wins? I'm going to say Bobby Lashley. You're going with Bob. How about you, Alo? Braun. I'm going to go with Braun just because I don't think I've ever picked Bob to win, and I just can't. <laughs> you want to keep that streak? Yeah, I want to keep that streak going. i got to be a Bob hater. That's my Undertaker streak is picking against Bob. I'm just thinking that the, <laughs> la- the last, last time we left off with this, they put Bobby Lashley through the Titantron. Leading into this pay per view, and usually that's a sign that the other guy's going to win the match. Could I be wrong? Yeah, but that's kind of my thought process. Well, I guess we'll see. There was also some theorizing, I think, about Bray's first target being Bobby Lashley. Because apparently, apparently, Bobby Lashley said something on Twitter in regards to Bray, and. Bray tweeted back at him in like uh, whatever the binary code like with the zeros and ones and basically Bob said something along the lines of like when you're done playing with your puppets you know where to find me or something like that which is a little too close to him stealing me stealing my I'm not hard to find line but anyway (laughs) apparently what Bray's binary code meant maybe he'll apologize for that he should uh, but apparently what Bray's binary code tweet meant was, I am in your house. Hmm. So, who knows, but... He's in Bobby's house. I don't know why we need to see I The think... Fiend and Bob Lashley, but maybe that's what it is. And Alo, are you still there? Alright, so we had some technical difficulties with Skype. I hate Skype. We've had more issues with <laughs> Skype than any, I think anything else with this podcast. We're talking about Bob Lashley. 
We've talked enough about him. I don't want to talk about him. <laughs> uh, I think we all do. We all. Well, Joey thought Bob was going to win. I think me and Alo. That's predicted probably why Skype shut down because we were talking about Maybe. Bob. Maybe they're much. like, dude, like, come, come on. It's way enough. more Bob talk. Spare the viewers. Uh, so the only match we haven't reviewed yet is the Revival versus the Usos. Again, I have not really been watching. I have no idea what they've been doing. Who who wins this match and why? Good. Oh, Usos. <laughs> is there a reason why, or it's just like ah, somebody has to win? Somebody has to win. I think to the Usos as well, just because I, I I think that's a tag team that's probably the most seasoned, um, and and it would, they would do the most with it. Uh, they gave it to the revival, kind of gave them an opportunity. They haven't done much with it. Not that they've done bad, but I think they just want to put it in Usos' hands. But it's going to be a great match. I think this again could be another match. I don't think it'd be the match of the night, but it'd be awesome to watch. Yeah, I mean, I see no reason why it wouldn't be a great match. I'm going to go with the Usos just because. Why not? WWE loves piling up the the numbers, so why not? I don't know how many they have at this point. I think if they win, it'll be six. Okay, yeah, so why not? Half dozen for the Usos. I see no reason why not. Um, so outside of Extreme Rules, is there anything else going on on Raw or SmackDown that's noteworthy? Did anything happen with R-Truth this week? Uh, nothing too crazy. Um, yeah, nothing too crazy. Uh, he, was on the, he was on the lookout for um, Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick brought his wife again to Raw. He, she was the lookout for him this week as he was hiding <laughs> in the trunk. So she's playing and, and the she's Carmelo the, role. Somewhat, but unwillingly. So oh, okay. um, she's, she said when we, when we go on our honeymoon, well, I, th- I think she said our honeymoon, we could finally consummate the marriage. And then <laughs> so Drake Maverick's like, it. I'm going to consummate the marriage with my wife. And he shouted it out loud. But yeah, it wasn't really nothing like hilarious this week. So we got, is this the first week? That our truth has not been a twenty four seven champion. Yeah, the full week. Yeah, the longest he's ever gone without the twenty four seven seven eleven European Television Championship. Yes. Oh, by the way, when he was telling Carmella how he missed it, he hopes Drake Maverick's taking care of her, and then he started he started singing lyrics to "My Baby Tonight," but not sing. But he wasn't singing it. He was just saying the words. Oh my God, he's the best. Uh, you yeah. have to assume. That at some point after the marriage is consummated, our truth is going to win it back. Maybe that's the reason why he wins it back, or maybe that's how he wins it back. Right after the consummation, our oh, truth yeah. sneaks in. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. That was my that was my next idea. My next idea for the twenty four seven title. I want our truth to beat Drake Maverick in bed. <laughs> that would be entertaining. Oh, it would be great. I hope that that's the but, case. But I, I need Renee Michelle in there too. Like I need her like in the bed with them, like in a in a, in a king bed. And he just pins Drake Maverick in bed. I would love to see it. Um, anything else? I mean, we kind of briefly touched about it, but I mean, this is the first time Shinsuke has been interesting since he got demoted to the main card. Mm-hmm. Um, really good match. Uh, could this be kind of kind of finally getting him to that point where he's moving forward? I don't know. We'll find out. But yeah. We said, I mean, yeah, way. Alo. I know you agreed with Joey that the match was really good. Do you think this is made could be like the start of something good with him, or do you think that this is much like Bailey's cash in? This is the high point at the beginning. 
I think it'd be some, something good for him because they, they put him right in a big scene with Finn Balor, who is the IC champion, whether you can remember it or not. So it is about a title, but even though the titles mean less than ever before, but it's it could be seen as important. It's just about how they, how they handle it. But he needed that break more than anybody, I think. Yeah. Um, and Alo, anything for you that you think needs to be discussed or mentioned? Yeah, we talked about how the time's flying by. This Saturday night on Bleach Report Live, AEW Fight for the Fallen is live on Bleach Report. Wow. Well, that came up quick. It, it did. I was shocked. Oh, God, this is this is this weekend, too. This Saturday? So, yeah. Anything you guys looking forward to? I, honestly, I don't even know what's on it at the moment. Well, MJF um, is tagging with Ty Dillinger, right? Uh, no. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I do know it's, it's Cody and Dustin against the Bucks. Yeah, that'd be good. Allie's facing Brandy one on one. And they said they're gonna give Jericho a live mic. Yes, they're giving Jericho a live mic. I can't wait to hear that because he wasn't happy. The reason he wasn't on Fighter Fest because he wasn't happy that it was it was free. Now was that real or was that character? I believe it was real. But you already know who's going to bring it up in character. And is this Brand? When's the last time Brandy had a match? It's been a while because I know she was hurt for a while, yeah. so she wasn't wrestling. So this is the first, this is typically her AEW in ring debut. Yeah, Hangman's going to go one with Kip Sabian. Uh, Kenny's going one with Sema. And I'm looking for MJF. I don't see his match I mean, at the moment. Just briefly talking about, it, I think. The tag tag match, uh, Dusty and Cody would probably be something I'd be more looking forward to, and then the Jericho live, see what he has to say would be two of the kind of hanging points for me. Yeah, Jericho would obviously be the number one thing to look forward to. No matter what show, no matter what promotion, that would be the thing to look forward to most. Um, and hopefully, it's just another good show. Hopefully yeah. they, they keep building their momentum. Hopefully they keep gaining some steam and some popularity. And as always, I wish them the best of luck in all of their endeavors. Yeah, and it's free. So, once again, so a win for the fans. Yeah, generating so some yeah. goodwill. Yeah, so they have no reason to complain about All Out next month for whatever it costs. But I'm sure plenty will find something to complain about. I know. They'll find one. <laughs> so people work. Yeah, it is. Um, all right, any listener questions, or we uh, we didn't have anything? Well, I got a late one from okay. a new person. All right, this is from Rebecca Connors, three two four. Do you think any wrestlers from Impact or New Japan or the Mexican Lucha wrestlers will make the jump over to AEW? And the second question is, do you think they will combine NXT and Two Hundred Five Live? There's a rumor going around that 205 Live will be canceled. Hmm. Well, Rebecca, thank you for the question. Uh, well, if there's rumors that you said there's rumors that 205 Live may be canceled. Yes. <clears throat> uh, if there's already rumors of it being canceled, we obviously know that it has not really gained any traction or popularity outside of like the, the same people who have been interested in it from the beginning. I would say that, yeah, it'll probably be done, and whoever they like from 205 Live will just get, you know, ushered into NXT, 
And do we think anyone basically from the outside impact New Japan and Luchadors going into AEW? I'm sure. I'm sure anyone out there who is involved in pro wrestling probably would like to be involved in AEW. And I think they're being pretty selective with who they bring in, but I'm sure they can have their pick of who they want. I'm sure we'll see a handful of, of people from those places be involved in AEW. For sure. I mean, as AEW then to pick up steam and develop characters, you're going to see more people want to kind of levitate to that brand. I mean, they're going to be splitty whether they want to be under the iron claw of WWE or have more of the free will of AEW, and you're going to, have, you're going to see people want to, want to be a part of that. As mm-hmm. far as T, um, two hundred five, yeah, I think they'll definitely merge with NXT given the cancellation of that show. I mean, they put on a good wrestling product. It'll give them more time to kind of develop the character end of it, and it, it, we've seen some success recently with two hundred five live wrestlers coming up to the uh, the main roster. Yeah, Alo. Yeah, as far as the two hundred five live thing, I think they'll probably split the roster in half. Because I'm sure they'll, they'll, there's guys that they want on Raw and SmackDown, and some guys that could just stay, stay in NXT. But as far as the um, the superstars going to AEW, Johnny Mundo, his con- well Johnny John Hennigan, we'll call him that, <laughs> formerly known as Johnny Impact, his contract with Impact Wrestling expired expired recently. So he he's a free agent, and also there's reportedly a bidding war which for LAX between WWE and, and AEW and this is kind of maybe this is kind of maybe the first time that AEW and WWE are going to kind of go in head to head about free Damn. agents. Yeah. Well, I hope they choose AEW. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> I really do. I do too. I would like to see them win all of these battles. Personally. And I think most people probably share in that sentiment. Um well, Rebecca, thank you for the question. Hopefully you have another one for us uh, in the coming weeks. Uh, anything else before we close it out? Yeah, one more thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I have two things. Mm-hmm. One, I saw Spider-Man. That okay. was fantastic. Yes, it that was. was fantastic. Yes, it was. The ending kind of I lo- threw me for a loop, but yeah, I loved yeah. it. <laughs> I love Happy with Marissa Tomei. <laughs> it's fantastic. The love story you never knew you needed. I know. It was fantastic. <laughs> I, I loved it. <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I actually did make it a point to see it again because I told you I need to know if it was, oh, it was just wrapped up. You in started up here. You needed to see from here <laughs> with a level head and see where you're. Yeah, and I thought it was just as good. Um, I love the way they played out uh, Mysterio. There, yeah, there, I'm sure. There's one like nitpick I have that may have been answered uh, that has been bothering me a little bit, but like overall, I didn't enjoy the movie any less. I thought it was great. That kid is the best super, the best Spider-Man there's ever been. Um, I love Zendaya as MJ. Ned is great. The the love story mm-hmm. with him and Betty on the Dude, plane. That was so good. That was I mean, it, uh, the the teacher is awesome. JB Smoove in his JB very Smooth. limited part was awesome. JB Smoove dropping and liners. I'm no, and I'm no JB Smoove fan, but <laughs> he played for He you. was great in the movie. He was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyone who has not seen it cannot recommend it highly enough. I thought it was an excellent follow-up to Endgame. I thought it was a great thing to kind of kickstart like whatever is next. Phase 4? Yeah, I, it, it was awesome. It was really enjoyable. Spider-Man is... The best of the best superheroes as far as I am concerned. And 
I'm happy that there are movies that live up to the greatness of Spider-Man. Uh, Gives you the vulnerability of Spider-Man, which is always, always awesome. Yeah, yeah, and and to all the people saying that they don't care for, remember he's a kid. They because yeah. the 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 um the rain the Raimi movies they had like the more serious tone, it wasn't too much comedy, but this one he's actually a kid, so he's going to have troubles and tribulations and stuff. Right, he's sixteen. Like that's yeah, and so, to me that's always what like Spider-Man is like he's supposed to be a high school kid a kid trying to learn how to handle what he has Mm -hmm. yeah i thought it was great i think that kid's awesome i can't wait till the next one uh and my final thing mm -hmm. lebron the throne's open (laughs) come sit out on mad madness now that you You officially recruited someone you can actually sit down now you don't have to stand you can sit down all right so lebron the throne is available to you. Joel Embiid, you can't sit down. I'm going to need you on a treadmill or something <laughs> while we interview you. Because we need you in shape uh, for when the season starts. Healthy. Yeah, we need you in shape. We need you healthy. We need you fit. We need that cardio where I mean, it needs the, to be. To the, the beast of the east. Yeah, so no sitting. Uh, and no Shirley Temples. Uh, <laughs> Maybe no one Chick-fil-A. Shirley Temple. All right, one Shirley Temple, but no Chick-fil-A. Um... All right, but LeBron, the, the throne has returned for you to sit yes. upon. Uh, yes, I'm happy. Yeah, well, as you should be. Uh, and it, it'll be a fun NBA season. We'll, we'll eventually yeah. do some talking about that. There's some yeah, parody the, in there. Yeah, the, the Avery Bradley thing, I'm, I, was, I think I was a little more excited than any other Laker fan in the world when I saw that. I was like, okay, I think we're pretty complete now after that. Yeah, he's a good fit. Um and yeah, we'll we'll set aside some time to to discuss the 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 lunacy of NBA free agency. Once again, yes. impeccably written. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a five-star rating and review uh for Miss Oh, Alo, would you like to move some merch? Yes, what a maneuver.net to embrace the men. For Mr. Sexy Punakana, then now forever. Living and loving. CK and Joe Rodermill. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery Jr. And we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, by the land with the elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. Fist of Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.